I pray for all of you to have a heart that is open to love regardless of what the world gives them. So that every time that the world shows up and gives you something you don't like, you realize that that's a rule set that you created. That you could be free and you could be open regardless of the situation. Because it's insanity. You closing off for something that the world does for you. You're closing off not only to the world, you're, clo- you're closing off to source. You're closing off to the life force. That closing off is what causes the diseases. That closing off is what causes the stress. That closing off is what causes you to lose your job, to not have money in the bank. Hello and welcome to The Emotional Compass. This is Bodhi. And Abiel. Hey, Abiel. How's it going, man? It's going good. It's going good. Going through the material of Michael A. Singer, um, the second part that we talked about. Um, it's been it's been interesting. It's been fun. It's been joyful. And it's been uh, super annoying at times. <laughs> So we're talking about the Untethered Soul uh, lecture series five through eight. There's Untethered Soul, the book, and then you have the lecture series. I think it goes up to all all the way 12, if I'm not wrong. And in our previous episode, we were reviewing, you know, one through four, and now it's five through eight. And I actually want to get away from that word reviewing. I feel like as we're going through these materials, these books, these lecture series, there's an experiencing that's going on. Like we're not just reviewing these books, we're experiencing these books. We're totally, we're totally experiencing these books. And so as we experience these books, we're basically just sharing our experience with you guys. That's all we're doing. This is what happened to us. This is what resonated with me. This is what we felt. This is what came up. This is what made me cry. This is what made me happy. This is what made me question my life. Well, hopefully not life, but the current experience, the current situation in our life. And this lecture series was interesting because there was a part of it which I felt was a recap of the first four. And then there was this other part where he used this analogy that hit me like a ton of bricks. And the analogy that I'm talking about is basically the experiencing of your mind, where once again, he talks about the outside and the inside. He's like, why do we let our outside experience influence what's going on inside? And then he talked about the witness consciousness or the objective observer. And the witness consciousness, he, this is how he put it. He's like, you want witness consciousness? Well, just open your eyes and see, see what's there. See your life. Experience it. He's like, you don't need to do courses or workshops. That's witness consciousness. He's like, where you get screwed up is once those preferences and thoughts and feelings get in the way. Now you're no longer experiencing life just the way it is. You are experiencing it through a lens of your preference or your likes, your dislikes. 
And the analogy that he gave, which resonated with me the most was, he said, I can put you in a room and I can say, experience this room. Great. You're experiencing it. No problem. What if I put a rattlesnake there? What happens to your experience now? It's like, of course, most, most people will start be preoccupied with that rattlesnake now. They won't just observe the room for what it is. And he's like, what happens when we start observing the rattlesnake instead of just experiencing the room? We get preoccupied with it. And then there are some of us that actually want to do something about that snake. And he made a joke. He's like, you know, let me get out of that room first, you know? <laughs> it's like, if you're going to do, touch that snake. <laughs> and, and so that's, that's the analogy that he gave about your mind and experiencing life or what it is. It's like once those thoughts and feelings get in the way, one thought can give rise to another, a thousand other thoughts. And now you're thinking about this and that and emotions are coming up and feelings are happening and you're no longer just a witness because you're so embroiled in what, whatever is going on inside. And that's like picking up that snake and trying to, you know, get that snake out of the room or something. He's like, what if you just let the snake be and just experience the room and pay no mind to the snake? Eventually the snake will go away. And the analogous to your life is basically what if you're just experiencing life and when a thought comes up, just be aware of it, pay no mind to it. And eventually it'll subside. Eventually it'll go away. So I, yeah, I mean, that whole analogy, if there's one thing that I took away from that whole lecture series was that analogy, which I thought was so powerful. I, I love that analogy, but for me, the one thing that resonated the most was the fact that we can't handle our mind creating thoughts. And I was like, what is he talking about? It's like, he, he talks about when there's a car driving five miles under the speed limit, how we struggle so much with that car driving five miles under the speed limit because we want to go five or 10 miles over the speed limit. And we can't allow that person just to be driving five miles under the speed limit. We want to change them. And our mind wants to change the fact that that person is going slow and it goes nuts. And I, he was mentioning also the accumulation of all this suppression of all these thoughts, then have that one car going five miles under the speed limit, make all your other thoughts and all those other emotions that you have been struggling with because of the parameters you set in your life for what makes you happy or what makes you sad, which I'll, talk, uh, I'll touch in a second. Now, all that junk comes out flying because this car is going five miles under the speed limit and we get the typical road rage which is basically the, the energetic outburst of negative emotions and thoughts that we have been pushing down and pushing down and pushing down because we can't handle it. And to me, the hardest part was recognizing how weak my mind was, how weak my, my perception of the world was that one little thing disturbs my inner peace. One little bat shot on the golf course, one little request 
from a coworker, one little look from your significant other just ruins your whole day. And now you want to get even with them. So all those things are just hitting home run after home run because I'd been part of that mess that he calls life. And he's constantly saying the kingdom of heaven is within you. Why must we look to gain that happiness outside of ourselves? We create these situations and circumstances that we have to arrange outside because they disturb our inside from a rule set we created. And to me, that was very powerful. Yeah. Actually, to add to that, he talks about energy. And he says that, you know, you notice that when you're, there are certain changes in your energy and it goes in a certain way, and then you're trying very hard to make it go another way. And he's like, you're spending your entire life manipulating situations so that you can make your energy go up and down. And he's like, you spend your whole life trying to make a person stay or person go away or manipulate form or other people or situations or things. And it's all on the basis of like getting the outside to be in a certain way so that you can be at peace on the inside. And he's like, you keep rearranging all of these different forms like a pieces on a chessboard. And, and then he gives this example. He's like, you think you really like to travel? You, you don't like to travel. You just like what the, the feeling it brings up when you travel or go to a certain place. So he's like, what if I told you this rock makes you feel whole and complete and loved and feel blissful? He's like, you'll come home to that rock every day. You wouldn't want to go anywhere else. And I thought that was really, really funny because I'm like, I guess that's really true because... I want to rock like that. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in my pocket all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, it's, he's right. He's right that we spend so much of our time and energy trying to manipulate situations and people and getting a raise and running after this and running after that only because you want to feel a certain way on the inside. And half of the time, the thing that you've been chasing, once you get it, you don't even feel the way you expected you wanted to feel. I, I remember, you know, um, so badly, like when I graduated from college, I so badly wanted to have a sports car. And when I finally got one, I, you know, it was great for the first week. And after that, it just became a vehicle to take me from point A to point B, like any other car. That's, that's just one example and a pretty trivial example. More recently, it's been with friends wanting to chase people so that I can have their presence in my life. but. I realize that if they're not meant to be, they're not meant to be. I don't need to chase anyone. Yeah, I've done pl plenty of chasing in my life for things that didn't require it because if they're a friend, they would totally get it. Um, the, the other part that was very, very shocking to me was that we create all these rule sets of like, oh, yeah, um, 
this is exactly what I like because it made me feel good when I was four or five. Or this happened at one point. Um, I was scared because, you know, this roach um, crawled under my feet when I was seven. And all of a sudden, every time I see a roach, I, f- I freak out because it didn't make me feel good. So all of a sudden, I've created all these limitations in my life and I've anchored those things to things I do like and not like. And not only did I create it, now they're responsible for scarring my soul. And he talks about how we create these parameters and they affect us deeply. They affect, they, they affect our psyche. That's why we have psychiatrists and psychologists helping us cope with the rule sets that we created that affected us, which to me is crazy. But, you know, that's a form of insanity that we're living to think that the outside can change my inside. And we've been living with the solution for for so long. So, you know, one of the quotes that I really enjoyed was that, you know, uh, the, the spiritual person looks at the world to understand exactly what is it that closes them so that they can learn to, to remain open instead of seeking for pleasures outside. That's what the difference between a worldly person, right? The person that's looking for things in the world to open them versus the wise or the, the spiritual or the yogi that realizes that all the opening that could ever happen and closing happens inside. And when that, that shift occurs then it makes you empowered and it makes you realize that all these excuses that I've created for people and places and and all these parameters that I've created are are self-imposed. And I've been a hostage basically to all these rule sets. So one of the things he talks about is whenever you feel that disturbance, whenever you feel that outside presence affecting you, the one thing you need to do is relax. Relax shoulders, take a deep breath, relax the abdomen, relax the facial muscles. Just by being aware and starting to relax those things, it starts to dislodge all that energy and it starts bringing you to that witness consciousness. And then the other one is, he swears by this and I'm still working on it. I I don't know how good I am at it. It's like when the heart then starts to buck and tries to kick you off with all these raw energies, just lean away. Just lean away. You don't have to be in the crossfire. It's going to do what it needs to do. It's not your job to suppress it and tell it what it needs to, to do in your life. It's there for you to witness all the orchestra and the symphonies and the high notes and the low notes that your heart's going to create. And that's what he talks about, that joy. It's not so much about feeling happy about a sad event. It's about enjoying those those low notes. It's about enjoying the high notes. It's not about giving your heart parameters in which to operate. Because a lot of the times we're we're limiting our ability to feel the high ones because we're blocking the low ones. So that to me was very interesting as well. Was the the relationship of the mind, the relationship of the heart, and your relationship with them both as being the witness and experiencing both of them and allowing them both to express however they want to, to be free. Yeah. I I like that about 
the high and the low notes. It's like, you know, if you're sailing in the ocean, there are times where you're going to have perfect wind or the times there's going to be a storm. And how can you just stay calm in both those times? Because there are times where you're going to feel elated. You're sailing through and there are times when there's no wind and you're stuck in the middle of the ocean or there's a storm coming. That's a, it's like the perfect analogy to life, right? Something, sometimes things go your way, sometimes they don't. And sometimes there's just a shitstorm. And I mean, something like this happened to me yesterday. I had uh, my cleaner at my place. She was cleaning my place while I have uh, a friend of mine who's visiting who was on conference calls all day. I had meetings going on and my cleaner, because it's COVID time, she brought her son over because she couldn't find a babysitter. So there were all these people and all of this stuff going on. And my first reaction was like, I'm stressed. This is just too much to handle, you know? And then I was like, let me practice what Michael A. Singer has been preaching. I was just like, just be a witness to this. Don't let it affect you. And the minute I took that approach, everything just kind of fell into place. It was kind of like a harmony. I was just watching all of this chaos happen around me. And I was not engaging in it or I was not letting it evoke any feelings to make me feel freaked out or to make me feel panicked or make me feel like I cannot handle this. In the end, it was just a few hours. We all did our thing and it turned out okay. And I was like, only if I could practice this 24-7, 365 days a year, I'll be enlightened. I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) One last thing that I want to bring up, which, you know, I I loved this analogies and his analogies are really funny and quirky sometimes. And he mentioned this analogy about when you're looking for love, he's like, when you want love, why are you looking for a person? He's like, when you want water, do you look for a rock? That's just crazy, right? (laughs) He does that. (laughs) You go for water in a body of water, not in a rock. So he's like, you should just feel love regardless. And if you, if you want love, just feel the love. You don't go looking for a person for love. So it's just like, wow, this man, his, his analogies. And then, of course, he, he used the analogy of like dealing cards, you know. He's like, when you're at, in Vegas and you're dealt a card, it's not about what card you get dealt. It's how you play the cards. The same thing with life. You know, you don't, you don't get to choose your circumstances, your situations. It's how you react to it. Yeah, it's, it's been a very enlightening series. I'm so grateful you brought this once again to our attention. And we've been experiencing this and practicing a lot of what he's been preaching. And I hope to keep practicing all of this as we live our lives. I just want to add, you know, I want to like hit the nail on the head one more time and say that I pray for all of you to to have a heart that is open to love regardless of what the world gives them. So that every time that the world shows up and gives you something you don't like, you realize that that's a rule set that you created. That you could be free and you could be open 
regardless of the situation, because it's insanity. You closing off for something that the world does for you. You're closing off not only to the world, you're, clo- you're closing off to source. You're closing off to the life force. That closing off is what causes the diseases. That closing off is what causes the stress. That closing off is what causes you to lose your job, to not have money in the bank. Opening up is the way. Opening up is the way that will lead you to a place of peace, a place of love, a place of comfort. Because when you're open, miracles happen. Life happens through you. It's something that you no longer have to struggle to try to change or try to control. You become the witness. And whenever you're there, the most amazing things will happen in your life through you, for you, with you. It's something that's going to be so beautiful. And I can't wait for all you out there to experience this with us. Because like I was telling Bodhi, I don't feel like I climbed the mountain, but all of a sudden I feel like instead of trying to climb with flip-flops, I got a nice pair of boots that Michael Asinger allowed me to put on so that I could go through this journey of life without slipping anymore. Just, you know, climbing is hard enough, but climbing with flip-flops, that's a disaster waiting to happen. (laughs) Now you can float up the mountain, hopefully. So just know that you are way stronger than your biology. You're way stronger than all those thoughts that your mind creates. You're way stronger than all the parameters that you gave your heart. You are love. And whenever you feel that feeling and it opens up, let it flow up and feel it in your third eye and and let that shine through because that's what's going to save you. That's that's what's going to be your salvation. So if you haven't already, download these lecture series. We're going to put a link uh, to the lecture series in the show notes. And it's the Untethered Soul lecture series, five through eight. It's life-changing. And uh, like I said in the beginning of the show, experience this, practice it, live it. Because this is some really sage advice. And he's not really giving you any complicated techniques or tools or even any dogma. All he's saying is experience what's going on in your inside and don't let it affect your outside. It's a very simple message, but it's not easy to practice. It's an, As, easy, it's an, easy, it's an easy way of looking at life, but it's difficult to master. It's easy to do, but difficult to master. Absolutely. It'll take you a lifetime and then some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you want to close us out? Yeah. So please comment, share, check out our Instagram page, go to our webpage and leave a comment. All those comments really help us out to get out there. Just remember that this is a message of love for love. And it's for you guys to see what we're going through whenever we're going through this material. It's not, this is not really a teaching platform. This is a place where we're sharing our experience with you guys. So to know that if we could do it, you could do it. And remember that we love you and we're here for you with any questions, comments, or concerns. Just reach us via DM on Instagram or our web page. Um, we're always here for you. Just remember that. And until next time, we are the Emotional Compass.